Welcome to Twin Talk. This is Joy and I'm sitting here with my sister Angie. It's a very cold, windy night outside, mm -hmm. but I'm glad we are warm inside getting to talk about an awesome book tonight. Uh, we're mm -hmm. going to be talking about Where the Crawdads Sing. Angie, I'm just curious, um, when was the first time you heard about this book? Well, actually, um, Jennifer, uh, who we grew up with, she mm -hmm. was our next door neighbor, she actually texted me and said, hey, uh, you guys should do Where the Crawdads Sing. And then one day you and I were talking in a conversation. I said, hey, Jennifer recommended we do a book, but I can't remember the names about, name of it. It's something about crawdads. Mm -hmm. And you said, and you immediately knew what book she was talking yeah. about. And, of course, you had already read it, and it was on Audible. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, there you go. It was our next book. And the reason I read it was because, you know, I think we should get paid by Audible, by the way, as much as we mention too. them. Yeah. Audible people, whoever yeah. you are, if you're listening, we highly recommend you guys all the time. Give us a call. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Audible. Don't we mention them all the time? Yeah. Because that's the main source. That's our, yeah, that's, that's our how we get to it. Because we our... we're both so busy and don't have time to really sit down and read all the time. So who cares Audible. If there's millions of people who are using it. You know, we're mm -hmm. doing a podcast and mentioning you in every podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, Audible, thank you. I will have to say, and I'm not getting paid to say this. They, uh, I don't have usually have time to sit down and read, and this has been it's awesome that I get to listen to books. So, anyway, mm -hmm. the uh, the reason I read it was because when I'm on Audible, they always pop up these books. Because you read this, maybe you'll like this, and it was one of the suggestions. And I was like, okay. Uh -huh. When I read the blurb or whatever, I was like, that sounds pretty intriguing, and I'll listen to it. And I loved it. But I'm curious, mm -hmm. all these times we've been discussing future books to read, mm -hmm. that I don't remember you ever thinking about this book. I think it's because it's been so long ago that mm -hmm. I've read it. It just wasn't, it didn't register. Yeah, because after know. I read it, I mean, mm -hmm. I might as well say it now, I was blown away by this yeah. book. So mm -hmm. I thought, wow, I can't believe Joy hasn't mentioned this book. I know, and before. honestly, I think it's because I've read so many books mm -hmm. that are good. Mm -hmm. And this, yes, I agree. This book blew me away, and it was better than most of the books I've read within mm -hmm. the last few years. But for some reason when we discuss books to do it just wasn't it just wasn't just on my radar. I don't know why. Well I want to thank Jennifer just for recommending it because I loved it. Mm -hmm. So that's all you gotta know. That's all I have to say about that. Well this is interesting <laughs> to me. I found this on the internet so you know it has to be true. Um, <laughs> Where the Crawdad Sing is a 2018 novel by Delia Owens. It has topped the New York Times fiction bestsellers for 32 non-consecutive weeks. Wow. So, in other words, it wasn't on there consecutively, but still, 32 weeks mm -hmm. at the top of the New York Times. Uh, that's a long time. That's a long time. So, here's a real short summary, and then we're going to get into our discussion. Okay, sorry, I accidentally scrolled down. The story follows two timelines that slowly intertwine. The first timeline describes the life and adventures of a young, a young girl named Kaya as she grows up isolated in the marsh of North Carolina from 1952 to 1969. The second timeline follows a murder investigation of Chase Andrews, a local celebrity of Barkley Cove, a fictional coastal town of North Carolina. Did it, um, did you ever get confused with the two timelines that intertwined, or did you like that approach to telling the no, story? No, she did such a good job of keeping them separate. No, I never got confused. 
I liked it because it's kind of like a puzzle. You know, mm -hmm. she goes back and forth between, I guess, you know, these two timelines, mm -hmm. present day and past, and you're kind of like the detective. You're kind of getting to put the pieces together. I guess we should mention that there's a murder mystery involved. The overall impression of the book was... It, for, for me, it was super entertaining. You have romance. There's a murder mystery at the center of the book. It's all about nature. It's about survival. Yeah, um, and now that I'm thinking back on it, so you're right. It's it, At the beginning, you feel like you're, you're going back and forth between two separate stories that are not related. Right. But as the book, as you get further into the book, little by little, you start seeing how, oh, these, these two stories are starting to merge into yes. one. And before you know it, you realize, oh, okay, now I see how they connect. Yeah, all the, pe I just, all I the pieces. I love that book where I get to play detective and I get mm -hmm. to try to figure out what's really going yeah, on. Yeah, and especially as she would give you little clues that the mm -hmm. further you went through the book, you start thinking, oh, S somehow Kai is involved in this, right. you know, and then, then you start seeing, oh, there's a relationship here, and right. yeah, it, it just gets more interesting as the book goes. So what was your overall impression of the book? Honestly, and this is no lie, when I, the very last sentence, as soon as I listened to the last sentence, I said, wow. Mm -hmm. I just could not believe, I was like, that was such an awesome book. I mean, from the beginning mm -hmm. to the end, it, it it was awesome. I agree. And I know this might sound kind of weird, but if I had to describe the book, I would almost use the word beautiful. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the writing was beautiful. Mm -hmm. The way she described the setting was beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was just a, a tragic story, but it was told beautifully. In yeah. many ways, it was tragic, although it had ha somewhat happened. And I don't want to give away the ending, but, um, well, let's talk about the book's strengths. What mm -hmm. do you feel like were the strengths <clears throat> of the book? Well, the setting. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. So, you're in North Carolina. She lives in a marsh. On a marsh? In a marsh? Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. in the marsh, yeah. Uh, she lives in the marsh. And so, we're talking about a girl. The main character's name's Kaya. Mm -hmm. She's uh, been abandoned She's been by abandoned her family. By, and, and one by one, her family. You know, first, the mother leaves. Then... A couple of siblings leave, and eventually it's just her and her father, and then he leaves. Mm -hmm. And so you have this young girl who's been abandoned, and she ends up growing up alone in a very isolated, they call it the sh a shack that she grows up in. And she has to learn how to basically survive on her own. Yeah, she has to feed herself, uh, provide for herself. She has to figure everything out for herself. Mm -hmm. So it's a story of, of survival. Yeah, but the way that the author describes the shack, describes mm -hmm. the land, describes the marsh, it's that part to me was like, I was like, wow. That's was, what blew me away. I yeah, agree with Angie. Was really yes, good. I agree with you a hundred percent. The setting, mm -hmm. you felt like you were in the marsh with Kaya. You could hear the insects. You could see the birds. You could see the water. I mean, she did such a good job of painting a picture. I just felt like I was right there with Kaya mm -hmm. seeing and smelling and touching and tasting. Oh, my goodness. She, it was phenomenal job with setting. Yeah. Also, what was cool, too, as you learn a lot. It almost sounds boring, like learning about a marsh almost sounds like a boring science. I don't want to learn about a marsh. Mm -hmm. But the way they talk about it in the book, the insects and the water and just the, the way the birds the way she describes mm -hmm. everything and talks everybody about everything she makes it interesting and uh did you enjoy hearing about like 
reading about all the things dealing with nature, I guess, yeah, is my question. Yeah, and I kept wondering as I read the book, because I knew nothing about the author, I kept thinking, okay, either this author um, is is a scientist mm -hmm. or some type of expert. That's exactly what I was thinking. She's either, uh, you're right, she's either some sort of, of yeah, she's either some sort of a scientist, biologist, something, mm -hmm. or she has done tons of research. Yes. And I asked you, I said, do you know, did she, do you think she just did a lot of research? Now, how does she, she, she knew so much about animal behavior. Mm -hmm. And then you sent me some articles um, about how her and her, yeah, her husband, actually, or her ex-husband, I guess, mm -hmm. were actually like, they were, it was like they were research scientists. Yes, they actually um, lived in Africa mm -hmm. for over 20 years. I think it was Africa, mm -hmm. studying animal behavior yeah. like they would follow a herd of elephants for like 10 years and mm -hmm. document their behavior and she said she learned so much about pack behavior and how the females always stayed together but the males would stray and yeah. come and go and uh, and that was the, one of the most fascinating things about the book was Kaya because she was alone she had no one to teach her about life in general, mm -hmm. about how things work. And, and so she learned a lot about life by watching animals yes. and their behavior. Yes, she learned mm -hmm. a lot about just by watching animals and their behavior. What's interesting to me is that they said Delia and her husband, you know, they're these, um, I don't even know what their correct title would be, but mm -hmm. they said they, they where they were watching this herd of elephants, they said it was one of the, the most remote places on the, in the world. And they lived in this tent, in like makeshift tent, and they actually lived there for years and years. So she actually knows what it's like, even though she mm -hmm. had her husband with her and animals all around her, she knows what it's like to be isolated yeah. and not have like electricity <clears throat> and and running water, all the things that mm -hmm. Kaya had to deal with, you know. Yeah, you know, and I, I kept thinking, wow, if I was a psychologist, I, I, I was truly wondering throughout the book, in real life, if you have a young girl who's isolated from society. Now, she did have some contact. She would uh, go into town. There was a, a, a person she had dealings with. She would, she would dig um, muscles, muscles mm -hmm. and she would sell them, and that's how she got money for food mm -hmm. is she would sell these mussels to um uh, and a, oysters and, and oysters like that. she would sell them to someone who had a little store on the on the off the dock and i thought that was interesting mm -hmm. too the um hierarchy mm -hmm. so jumpin was the name he was a black guy and mm -hmm. he ran this little gas station slash convenience top store mm -hmm. on the dock of the you know of the and that's who she sold her yes and, and he too. he treated kaya like a queen like his own daughter and mm -hmm. even he and his wife even helped her by getting her clothes and things like that mm -hmm. but my point is you know at this point in time blacks were looked down upon and of course kaya they called her swamp trash yeah, they she called was her considered the, white trash yeah she was considered white trash marsh girl and um and, you know, once again, I feel like it's kind of stereotyping Christians, but they made it look like the Christians, quote-unquote Christians, mm -hmm. turned their noses up at her mm -hmm. and didn't offer her help or didn't, no one offered to try to help her. They just basically turned her nose up at her and walked away. She's a dirty little girl. Get away from her. Mm -hmm. But yet Jumpin', who at this time, place and time, is considered, you know, low society because he's African-American, mm -hmm. he's the one that truly loved her and was loved her unconditionally and tried to help her mm -hmm. and so 
I just thought it would make it a really, it was making a statement about society. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't and judge I, a book yeah. by its cover. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to say, as a Christian, you know, sometimes I do think Christians get stereotyped, mm-hmm. but I just want to say, if you truly are a Christian, you, you, you won't have that type of behavior. Yeah. I think that's one, and once again, I love this book. It's awesome. But we're, we're, t- uh, we're going to talk about, let's go ahead and talk about. The, well, I'm going to add one more thing to the strength, but on the weaknesses, mm-hmm. I do, as a Christian, I do get tired of Christians being stereotyped. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did bug me a little bit. And I could see that, yes, this could happen, that people could claim to be Christians. And, and, oh, not, and I know it yeah. happens all the time. And it probably happens all the yeah. time. But and it they, hits home yes, when you see it and, over and And these quote-unquote Christians mm-hmm. don't treat people with love and respect but I'm with you are they really Christians right are they really mm-hmm. Christians you know so that kind of didn't bug me that the Christians were stereotyped but mm-hmm. um and, but back to the book strengths okay are we done talking uh, about the weaknesses uh well we're actually <laughs> we're on the strengths and then okay. we were going to go to the weaknesses okay. but okay. I jumped ahead because okay. we were talking so about I have I, a weakness but I can wait okay <laughs> so back to the strengths mm-hmm. And I don't want to do any spoiler alerts, so no. please don't say anything. Cause and this is one of those books that mm-hmm. there is something, you know, it, there's a huge spoiler yes. alert that we could say that we're not. The ending. Yeah, this the is ending one is of the best endings twist. I loved. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you know how you just feel dissatisfied. You're like, oh, I mm-hmm. don't like how that ended. Yeah. It's, okay, it's one so of those here's, you don't really see it coming. Yes. Yeah. I lo- Okay, so this is my question for you. <laughs> The ending, I loved the ending, but it was kind of disturbing. Yeah. Tell me how, you, and it's hard to talk about this without giving it away. How are we going to discuss but this without let me, telling? Did you like the ending or not? Let's okay. just put it that way. Oh, there's something I want to say, but I can't because it will give it away. Okay, mm-hmm. so let me just say this. In life, there are things people will do that they normally would not do under certain circumstances. Yeah. So much of it has to do with your raising yeah. and things like that. I hope I didn't give too much away, but... Anyway, did yeah. you like the ending? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I it did it too. was a little disturbing. <laughs> but it was a little disturbing. But yeah, it was. It okay. Was, it was, I liked it. And once again, it's hard to talk about this without giving yeah. it away. But did you guess? Okay. And I, once again, I don't want to give anything away, but Amanda Hamilton was a poet that she quoted throughout the book. Kaya would quote these poems yes, throughout Kaya the book. Yes, Kaya constantly would quote these poems. And honestly, and I'm not a poet, the poems kind of got on my nerves, to tell you the truth. Oh, well. They kind of got on my nerves, and half the time they didn't make sense to me. Well, but the parts that did make sense did help interpret her what she was feeling in the book. If they you, did really help did interpret it, to to but just... I'll just say that's one of my things. I was like, okay, enough of the poems. <laughs> but did you, without giving anything away, there's a few surprises and twists and turns. Mm-hmm. Were you able to predict any of them at all? No. The two that I know you're thinking about. Right yeah, now, there's no, two I, big I twists and turns at the very end. Yeah. And yeah, and most no, of our listeners are probably smarter than me and they'll figure it out. Yeah. But I didn't see it coming I and either. I didn't know. So if you like kind of surprises and twists and turns and surprise endings, you're going to like this book. Although you're probably smarter than I am and you'll probably be able to guess what they are. Um. Okay, so... Do you have any more strengths you want to talk about before we go to the weaknesses? Um, just real quickly, are you getting a cramp? Yes, <laughs> I'm getting a cramp on my foot, and I'm over here grimacing. Yeah, she has this, this awful look yeah. on her face, so I'm like, oh, And I'm boy. trying to just push through. I'm like, Kaya, I'm a survivor. <laughs> I'm a survivor. Okay, here, I'll talk while you okay. sort this out. Okay. It's good. It's good. I had this major cramp in my foot, <laughs> and it's it's going away now. Oh, my goodness. 
if there's anyone out there who has a home remedy for yeah, cramps, we need to know. Have any, or home remedies for when you're, and it's not just my toe, it's my whole foot. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, we're talking about this awesome well, book, and somehow it got off to my foot. It's okay. Okay, back to the book strength. So the setting, learning about nature, I love the twists and turns, I love the ending, even though it was a little disturbing. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else you want to say about okay. the book strength? The only thing I want to add, and I think I started to say this earlier, but I got sidetracked, was, okay, I love studying about human nature. Okay. So to me, it was I was fascinated throughout the book watching Kaya, who is always dealing with loneliness and isolation, mm -hmm. and seeing how she handles different circumstances that come her way. Yeah. And I wondered through the whole book, okay, if this was a true life story, is this plausible? Would a person really react this way mm -hmm. to certain? So that part to me was very yeah. fascinating. As and I think I it was plausible. Study. I think yeah. that the way she act, because she well, when people would come around, she would hide. Mm -hmm. She would spy on people. Uh, from the bushes. Yeah, she wasn't you know. trusting. Yeah, she didn't trust people. Well, because everybody in her life had left her. Right. But, uh, right. Yeah, she, I mean, she had, she had a very traumatic childhood. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do think the author I did think a good job on, uh, portraying her as she grew up, you know, how a person in that setting actually would react yeah. to certain situations. Okay, books, weaknesses, and I hate to even okay. talk about that because it's such an a phenomenal book, mm -hmm. but there were a few things. And I've already mentioned one. <laughs> I'm reading one of yours. Okay. Did <laughs> well, she really learn to read with yes. it? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, my notes. So in the book, there's um uh, there's a boy who used to go fishing with her brother in the swamp. His name is Tate, and you know I don't want to give too much away, but Tate starts um coming around to her little area of the swamp, and he brings her feathers and things like that, and they, and he's quite a bit older than her, so I think he's really just trying to be like a brotherly figure, but he, nice person, yeah, he's yeah. just a nice, good-hearted person, mm -hmm. but he basically uh, teaches Kaya to read. So did you really get the impression he taught her to read so, in a few days? Yes, that wasn't the impression because I, I even went back and re-listened to it, because I was like, you need to re-listen to it, I promise you. <laughs> okay, we're going to get a fight over Okay, this. we're going to get a fight over this. But if you go back and re-listen to it, the way it's worded, it almost makes like it sounds like she goes from ABCs to college text within a few weeks. Okay. And I'm like, that is not believable. I'll listen to it again just to make sure. But I was like, no way. You don't go from like ABCs to college level books within like, a, even if it was a few months, I don't believe it. I got the impression it was over like, you know, the course of a summer, which is still unbelievable. So it's, uh, Of course so. of a summer. <laughs> yeah, that's plausible. Yeah. So. so they got this uneducated girl who doesn't even know how to count or read. She can't even. She didn't know what was past 29. I remember yeah. that. Yes, and she didn't down. even... Okay, okay, moving on. Okay, I'll, so that, I, no, I agree with you. I, I do think she learned to read much more quickly. Than yeah, her. okay, it that seemed very life. unbelievable. Okay. And then just the fact, even though they later make it sound like her mom's crazy... Just the fact that her mom left her a oh, little six-year-old. I didn't know they made it sound like her mom was crazy. Yeah, remember? They said uh, that uh, she was... She, 
wrote the letter home to the dad and the dad said if you ever set foot around here again I'll kill you and I'll beat the children to where you can't even recognize them yeah so she was too scared and they said she literally kind of started going crazy she would paint pictures of the kids every day and she would sit and rock and hold oh, herself and okay. I think they even said she would chant they just made it sound like she was going out of her mind because well, she couldn't grief. see her kids you missed that apparently I had a yeah. under that <laughs> <laughs> well maybe not crazy but she was going out of her mind with grief she wanted okay. to see her kids so bad that oh, her I just took it as she couldn't take the abuse anymore. And that just Yeah, her husband yeah, okay. was super abusive and mm -hmm. would beat her up, but he she wrote a letter home mm -hmm. saying she wanted to come get the kids and take them with her because she had left him because of she was tired of the abuse. Oh. And he wrote her a letter back and said, if you ever set, set foot on this now, place again... How did again, you know the letter said she wanted to come home and get the kids? Did it actually say that um, in the book? I think the aunt ended up telling her that. Okay, I'm that, sorry. I don't mean to get enough. So, it's I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kaya okay. finds out through the. No, it might have been through the brother. Okay. When the brother well, comes come back. back to visit. Somehow okay. she finds out what the letter had said. And okay. then she finds out that the father had responded. Okay, so to be fair, you've you've listened to it twice, twice. and I've yes. listened to it once, so I probably did miss it. Yeah, and the dad writes that. back okay. and says, If you ever set foot on this place again, I'll kill you and I will basically mm -hmm. beat the kids to a pulp where you can't even recognize okay. them. So the mom that's the so justification that, they gave okay. that the mom couldn't come Thank back. Thank you, because I needed that closure. Yes. As a matter of fact, that was one of my weaknesses of the book. Yes. Okay, so thank you for explaining that to me. So one of my weakness for the book was there wasn't enough. So like the mom left and then the siblings left. Well, I felt like the author didn't give enough uh, a context, context mm -hmm. or backstory as to why they left. Yeah. Well, it was because and, the dad was so abusive. Well, I knew that, but I'm just saying I wanted to hear more. I wanted to hear what happened to yeah, them after more, they left. Yeah. And even when one of her brothers comes back to visit her all these years later after he's been in the army, I still felt like the author did not tell us enough about his life, like yeah. the character Jody, her brother. Yeah. I wanted him to say, this is where I've been. This is what I've well, been doing. Well, he did. He said, I went to New Orleans, and I scraped together a living, and I was yeah, on the streets, and then hear... I went in the Army. Okay, that's, I'm, I'm saying this wrong. I wanted to hear more of the emotional turmoil, oh, okay. like what he was thinking all those years. Why? Yeah. Why didn't he? Tr why didn't he try to come back and get yeah. her? You know, I wanted to hear more of the intimate details, yeah. not... I went in the army. You know, yeah, and I, we know that he carried a tremendous guilt yes. for abandoning I'm just saying her. that I felt unsatisfied. That that left me feeling a little unsatisfied, okay. wanting to so know more, more about her family and what happened. Yes. Yeah. So, to me, the book's weakness was, yeah, that the mom would actually walk out and leave her kids, especially a six-year-old daughter. Yeah. No, it, even though she's being abused big time, physically abused, she could still grab up at least the youngest kids and take them with her. Yeah, I That, agree. to me, was very unbelievable. Yeah. And then, and, and then the fact that, and I know they portray the dad as an alcoholic and he's troubled, but the fact that he left a little, and by this time I think she's 10 when he leaves, mm -hmm. leaving a little 10-year-old girl by herself, no matter how evil or no matter, he's an alcoholic, whatever, no matter how many problems, the fact that he abandoned her, that seemed very, it just seemed very unbelievable that all these people would leave that little girl. Yeah, I know. But once again. But it's just, it, a, it's, 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 fiction. A it's fiction. It's a book. And who knows, I guess people can be that troubled and that evil. <laughs> um, did you have any other weaknesses? No, that was the main one. Just wishing she had told us a little bit more about the family. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I guess you. this is going to be super easy. Can you guess what my rating word is? Well, I'm guessing it's crawdads. 
Ding, 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 ding. Yay. You are so smart. <laughs> okay, so how many crawdads do you give this book? Okay, I am going to break the mold here. You know, mm. I never give a five rarely. Very rarely. You're like yeah. the Simon Cowell of Twin Talk. I am. I'm the one that usually gives the fives, and it's very hard well, to get a five from you. Why would I give a book a rating if it didn't deserve it? Exactly. Right. I was going to try to do a Simon Cowell impression, and, <laughs> and I can't do it. So, anyway, I'm going to do five. Wow. I thought the book was that good. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to, okay, so we're going to switch roles here. Mm-hmm. I thought about giving it a five, but then it just keeps bugging me how, like, <laughs> the plausibility of people actually <laughs> abandoning that little girl. And I'm sorry, the Amanda <laughs> Hamilton poems, I'm sorry, they just drove me nuts. <laughs> oh. I'm like, quit reciting Amanda Hamilton poems. And, okay, in all fairness, <laughs> I think it's because... Okay, and I really hope the narrator never listens to our podcast. I mean, the chances of that happening. I don't think you have to worry about it. Yeah, I don't think I have to worry about this Mm -hmm. because she did an incredible job. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. She did an incredible job by giving Kaya a voice. But the voice, she and the voice is very Southern and very kind of, it sounds, you know, uneducated. Mm -hmm. But every time, like, she would read the poems in Kaya's voice, I would just kind of cringe. I was just like... Did that oh, the fall? narrator. The na- yeah. I'm sorry, the narrator. Yeah. Did you ever get bothered by the kind of the choices she made for how she portrayed Kaya's voice or... No, I guess I'm just not picky like you. I guess you're right. <laughs> Something about I, that's why. So if I think if I were honestly, re- I, I'm I'm just saying that to tease you because I, I can't I can't remember what her voice sounded okay. like. I probably have a different. And answer. like I said, I hate to. She did a great job. She mm-hmm. did a phenomenal job. But mm-hmm. I think if I were reading the book and kind of had my own voice in my head when mm-hmm. the Amanda Hamilton poems came up, <laughs> it would have been so bad. So you're telling me it didn't bother you that she was quoting Amanda Hamilton every five minutes. <laughs> she quoted it a lot. Yeah. But honestly, I was I was I was in that mode of trying to figure out what the poems meant. I was trying to they they were helping me understand the story. Okay. So, I wasn't looking at it as oh another poem. I was looking at it as oh it was helping me to understand her, her emotions. Yes. Yeah, what Kaya was feeling. And you're right, and I'm sure that's what Delia Owens intended. Yeah. And I'm just being shallow here. <laughs> but um it's something. Okay. I don't know why and maybe no one will agree with me on this, but it kept the book reminded me of To Kill a Mockingbird mm-hmm. meets The Notebook. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of our listeners have probably read both of those books or seen the movies. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much a love story like that. Something about it reminded me of The Notebook as far as the love story. I think it's because of the nature. Like in The Notebook, they're in the canoe. She was always going out in the boat with Always in the boat. Mm-hmm. And then like this, I think there and at one swans. time I think they saw a bunch of swans yes. or, or, or some type of geese or something. And then maybe was it was a setting the because it's The Notebook set in North Carolina as well because it's a Nicholas, yeah. Nicholas Sparks. Mo- a lot of his books are set mm-hmm. in North Carolina and maybe that's where I was getting The Notebook vibe was just yeah. the setting. Yeah. And then to, Kim, uh, to Kill a Mockingbird, there's that, uh, you know, as someone unjustly accused and a there's the big murder trial, mm-hmm. and it's set in the South. But I kept feeling like I was getting remnants of To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, and like the you Southern and I, dialect. And we discussed before the podcast mm-hmm. how she was, you know, she was considered white trash. She was an outcast of society. Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal for the town's boys, or the boys, the local boys, would come mm-hmm. out and they would 
run out to the shack and they would touch the door and run away. Yeah, it was like a rite of passage. A if rite they could of go passage. Hit the door on her shack. Yeah, and, and you know, it was kind of, she became this like local uh, uh, kind of lore. Like you said and earlier, Angie said she's kind of like the Boo Radley of the swamp. Mm hmm. She was. Yeah. You know, it was like, what, you know, people were scared of her. And of course, anytime you have someone that's reclusive like that and, mm -hmm. and not well known, of course, all these stories start uh, developing and, you know, it, Tall tales, yeah, little, tall yeah, tales, folk legends, yeah, yeah far-fetched things that are not true, yeah, because you know, people, because people love to speculate, you know. Yeah, well, um, okay, so I told my husband I was telling him about the book and how much I loved it, and he's like, I said, well, what do you think? He's like, yeah, sounds like a good chick, a uh, good chick lit. Oh, I said it's gonna be made into a movie, and, and he goes, yeah, I bet that'll be make a good chick flick. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I don't know. I think men would enjoy this as well. Uh, what do you think? Do you think men would enjoy the book? That's a good question. I I don't really know. I guess a lot of it because just depends. Men are portrayed negatively. Throughout okay, did you ask the, if they would enjoy the book or the okay, movie? Okay, I, I meant to say book. Okay, but, the book. Yeah, but no. let's talk about book. You I don't, don't think so. I don't see a man reading this because book. Because it's kind of. Which I don't want to stereotype men, mm -hmm. but to me, she portrays most men negatively, yeah. like the dad and I then Chase it, Andrews. The book is everything. But Tate is portrayed in a good way. Yeah. But sometimes, no, I take that back. He does abandon but her. But for the point. most part, all the men in the book are scum. So if I'm yeah. a man, I don't want to read about other scummy men. Yeah, that's you know true. What I'm saying? So no, I don't I just don't picture a man. It does this seem book. to be more geared towards women. I, I think so. Now I'm because I could But be I don't want to discourage our male readers or male listeners from reading it. Right. that's just my my first thought when you asked me that. Well as I was listening to the book, I, of course, you know, I kept thinking this would make a great movie. Mm -hmm. And so I did a little research and one of the reasons that this book they believe even became so popular was Reese Witherspoon has her own book club and she uh, you know she I think she names a book every month and this mm. was one of the books she named and she just you know sang its praises like we're doing and it she named it as the monthly book on her book club and they said the sales of the book went through the roof because you know mm. Reese Witherspoon has a lot of clout with women mm -hmm. and so I guess it sold many, many copies because of her recommendation. Yeah. Well, now, from what I've read on the internet, Reese Witherspoon is going to produce the movie, and she has found a, a female director. She's trying to get a lot of females involved, mm. and they are. They have already picked the main character, the main, the actress who's going to play Kaya. And I apologize, I can't remember her name. And so it's not a real well known. Yeah, I, I mean she might be real well known because I just so in I'm the not, book Kaya is portrayed as a, a dark, slender, very yeah, dark, very striking, dark, very striking, dark black hair. So yeah. that'll be interesting to see who this actress yeah. is. Yeah, but anyway, it is going to be made into a movie. But they're saying because of COVID, they can't really give a set date or a release date. But it is in the works. So I'm excited. Good. Good. And I already asked my husband. <laughs> so I was going to say we're going to have yeah, a movie night. I said so. <laughs> If this ever gets made into a movie, I said, um, how do you feel about it? He said, yes, I'll go watch the chick flick with you. <laughs> he said, I'll go watch it, but I can tell it's going to be a chick flick. So. Hey, we should even tell him, okay, and after the movie, y'all have to listen to our podcast. Yeah, seriously. That, if further that, punishment. Further punishment. That would yeah. be a true love. So, oh, so here's a question, and I didn't tell her this ahead of time, but who would you pick to play Kaya? Because I same well, deal, skinny. We've, we've had this conversation before. Mm -hmm. When it comes to current 
actors mm-hmm. and actresses who are young. I am clueless. Mm-hmm. So I guess I am too. I just honestly, I don't, I even, I don't even know who's on the radar right now. Yeah. So I, I, there, I, no one comes to mind. You know, of course, I think Demi Moore. Well, yeah. my, what is she? Sixty. I was thinking I Megan know. Fox, and she's even getting yeah, older. Yeah, I mean, you know, we automatically think of people our age, oh, yeah. or people that we grew up watching. You're right. I don't really but, have anybody younger on my radar. Yeah. But um, I do uh, think. I saw, well, Selena Gomez, but no, she's not. She's. I could see her. Could you? Playing her, yeah, she the just, older version. Something about her face is too round. Yeah, I almost um, picture Kai as being. Yeah, kind I picture someone has a little bit more, more sharp features. features. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. well, so I guess to recap, it is beautiful. It is a. It's an awesome book. Mm-hmm. It's beautifully written. And we are. Uh, I, I'm regretting that we didn't pick our favorite passages. I know. Once That's again, we've gotten away from. In I our know. Podcast. Well, here's the negative to audiobooks. You know, mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of times when I listen to an audiobook, I don't get the hard copy. Mm-hmm. And this is one I may want to get a hard copy because once again, there are some beautiful passages in here. And mm-hmm. this is definitely a podcast where we should have read some passages from the book because mm-hmm. it's so beautifully written. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, so um, is there anything that we haven't talked about or any last comments you want to oh, make? I always think of something after we we stop. Yeah. It, that's just, just how but I think, I think we've covered most of the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, read the book. Yeah, it's read good. the book. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, read Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens, and hopefully the movie will be as, you know, somewhere near the book. They're never as yeah. good as the book, but hopefully it'll get somewhere Hopefully it'll near. get produced, you know, in our lifetime. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> okay, uh, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time on Twin, Twin Talk. Talk.